Welcome to the Chesapeake Agriculture Innovation Center podcast. I'm your host, Muffin Whitney, and today I will be talking with Lori Savage of Savage Acres Farm in Dickerson, Maryland. Lori was one of six recipients of many grants awarded to participants in our Business Solutions for Value-Added Producers program. You can access the podcast with many grant recipients Tom and Tina Cropper on the CAKE website at caic.org. And keep an eye on the website for the upcoming podcast with the other four mini-grant recipients. Liz Dodson, the kombucha lady who's in Rocky Ridge, Deborah Mazur of Apotheosis Farm in Chestertown, Natalie Beneventi of Beneventi Botanicals in Chester, and Scott Sanders of the Tobacco Barn Distillery in Hollywood, Maryland. Recently, my colleague Emiliano Espinosa and I sat down with Lori Savage at her farm to talk about the products that are produced there. You can visit the Savage Acres website at savage-acres-farm.myshopify.com. When you're on the homepage, scroll down to the recipe section and you will see a special treat that Lori and I discuss during the podcast. I'm here with Lori Savage and my colleague Emiliano Espinosa at Lori's very productive Savage Acres Farm in Dickerson, Maryland. People don't realize, Lori, that Montgomery County used to be almost all farmland, but now so many of the big farms are gone forever. They've been paved over, they've been built upon. But here you are in Dickerson, Maryland, in this lovely idyllic spot in the shadow of Sugarloaf Mountain. Tell us a bit about the history of Savage Acres Farm and Brown Cow Creamery. And most important, how have you avoided the Developers Acts? Montgomery County used to be a very important dairy county. There used to be hundreds of dairy farms in the county. The biggest reason for that was because we were located next to Washington, D.C., and that's where our milk went. But over the years, Montgomery County was heavily developed in the Down County area, and so we lost a lot of those farms. But there's still an area in the upper part of the county, mostly in the northwestern portion, that's known as the Montgomery County Agricultural Reserve. So here, agricultural is preserved. Agricultural production is very important here, and we still have a lot of open space. So that is how that we've come to still be here as a farm. You produce so many terrific products, beef and pork and chicken and cornmeal, but the one that interests me the most is your selection of artisanal cheeses. I know that your first little cow, Meg, was a Jersey, so she must have produced great milk, and she was brown, so that must have been an inspiration for Brown Cow Creamery. Yes, that's right. I grew up on a dairy farm, and my husband also grew up on a dairy farm, and for all those years, we sold our milk on the wholesale market, so we were basically part of a dairy farmer cooperative. The truck came to pick up our milk and took it to the plant through this cooperative, and we were paid basically a wholesale price. So over time, with more farms going out of business, they're spread out a little bit more, and the co-op isn't as willing to travel to so many different places to pick up this milk. So between that and the wholesale milk price dropping over the years, we just really couldn't make money doing it that way anymore. So rather than have our price dictated to us, that we could have our milk made into cheese and we bring it back here to the farm and we can set our own price and capture all of that retail food dollar. 
tell us about the types of cheeses that you have on offer now. So we make two kinds of cheese. Uh, we make cheddar and Colby, and then we make different varieties of those two cheeses. And those varieties include smoked, hot, garlic and chives, herbal, peppercorn, and dill. Emiliano, I saw your eyes light up as soon as she started counting off the types of cheeses. Which ones are you going to take home? I think I'm going to take the uh, smoked and the garlic and herbs. You sell several different kinds of meat. Are all the animals raised and processed here? So we raise all the animals here. We have a herd of dairy cattle and some beef cattle and pigs. So we raise them all here. We mostly raise them on grass and pastures, but we can't have them processed here on the farm in order to sell them to the public. So we have to take them to a butcher shop where uh, the process is overseen by a USDA inspector. Cornmeal is another one of your offerings. Tell me about some of the best uses for this product. We raise all the corn here on our farm and we started processing that corn through a mill on the farm to sell to distillers and after that we got the idea that we could also package it and sell it on the retail market to consumers to use in baking. We did have varieties of blue and red heritage corn but our crop didn't do so well last year so we switched to making a milling cornmeal for people and they can buy it in a two pound bag and take it home and use it in their home kitchen. Cornmeal is obviously great for cornbread and corn muffins. Also my daughter has a really great recipe for a fish coating that we use it. Um, but you can use it in a lot of things like pancakes and a lot of baked goods. A lot of times we swap out half cornmeal for half of the flour in the recipe and make it that way. I would imagine that that would give it maybe a little more texture, a little more flavor, but it's not going to interfere with the integrity of the baked product if yes. you swap out up to half and half. Yes. Well, that's a good tip. And Lori, another thing, you mentioned your daughter's fish coating recipe. Can you put that on your website for our listeners to go to your website and look at? Yes, I can do that. People can buy your products, the meat, the cheeses, the cornmeal, here on the farm. And you have an online market on your website. Do you sell at farmer's markets? So right now we're at two farmer's markets. We find that going to the people has been the best way for us to market our product. So we sell at the Poolsville Farmer's Market and also at the Mapleville Road Farmer's Market, which is located at Fry's Brewery in the Newmarket area. We're considering going to some other markets and looking at some, some other ones to consider. We also have cheese at the K2 Cafe in Poolsville and 61 Vineyard near Damascus, which is a relatively new vineyard. What else should people know about Savage Acres Farms and Brown Cow Creamery and your plans for the future? I grew up on a dairy farm and my husband grew up on a dairy farm as well, and our families both had Holstein herds. And when I was in 4-H, my father bought me my first Jersey cow. And from there, I showed the jerseys and was involved with them through my 4-H years. And then when I met my husband, he was also from a Holstein dairy farm, but when we got married, he had to welcome the Jerseys here. So that was <laughs> the first time the Jersey cow hoof hit the, uh, the farm that we live on now since we got married. My kids have been involved with the dairy industry and sharing dairy animals through 4-H as well. My daughter also went on to win the National Jersey Youth Achievement Contest with her jerseys. So it kind of all started with me and 
transferred on to her. So now we have actually lots of breeds on the farm. We have a variety of different colors that you'll see if you look out into our pasture. We have jerseys, we have one brown Swiss, some Ayrshire's and Holsteins. So we have a very colorful herd. Since we started making the cheese in the future, we would like to be able to install a creamery. It's a big investment. So we have to figure out how we're going to finance that and also where it will be located. So those are our hopes for the future. Part of that also was me enrolling in the Chesapeake Ag Innovation Center's Business Solutions for Value-Added Producers course. And it was helpful because uh, there was a lot of information about business planning and uh, grants and financing that will help us make decisions and hopefully move toward that goal in the future. So the, the center was very helpful, especially with Emiliano guiding us. We uh, took uh, several online webinar courses that we watched and then from there we also did uh, some Slack discussions and some additional social media planning. Kind of forced us to take the time to do that when we don't always have the time to do those important things in our busy lives. So that was a, a great positive part of that course. Thank you so much for talking with us today and once again congratulations on being a mini grant awardee. We are so happy to work with you, and it's so nice to be here and see what you're doing. And we are very thankful for the uh, grant that you offer and that we were able to obtain from the center. It would be very helpful with our marketing. Well, thank you so much, and I hope people go to your website, and especially to get your daughter's fish coating recipe. I'm going to be there to do that. So thank you very much, Lori. I hope you all have a chance to visit Savvy Jaker's farm in person and to enjoy some of the great products that Lori and her husband offer there. If you can't make it in person, check out the website and especially the delicious cornmeal coating for fish under the recipe section on the homepage. Once again, the website is savage-acres-farm.com myshopify.com. I'm Muffin Whitney. Thanks for joining us today and please join me for the next Chesapeake Agriculture Innovation Center podcast when I will be talking with Liz Dodson, the kombucha lady.